Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, a podcast dedicated to self-development, self-improvement, and helping you achieve the goals that you've laid forth in your life. I'm your podcast host, Brandon Davis, and in today's episode, we have a very special guest speaker, Kyle, and Kyle is the owner of the Wellness Dojo, a wellness company that aims to help you create sustainable healthy changes to your lifestyle. His experiences working with hundreds of clients as well as his own personal experiences inspire him to work closely with people to find solutions that are right for them. With both a black belt in martial arts and in wellness, Kyle aims to help you achieve your wellness black belt as well. So Kyle, welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. Is there anything I missed there? Is there anything you want to introduce yourself with to the to the audience? No, man. You, I think you nailed it. Maybe maybe a little bit too well, better than I could have done. So no, I'll just say thank you for having me on. Thanks for sharing your platform with me. Uh, I'm excited. Hopefully, we can bring some value through this conversation. Absolutely. This is going to be great. Guys, Kyle is an expert on wellness. He's an expert on how you can create a better lifestyle for yourselves how you can get rid of that negative talk, how you can get rid of self-sabotage and find and achieve the things that you want inside of your life. So with all that being said, let's jump into today's episode. So Kyle, what is your background in wellness? How did you get into the industry? What made you want to start a company? Yeah, man, that's a that's a great question. Uh, it's something I, I think about often as I'm now, um, you know, I'm, I'm now a dad and, and and moving on in my life and those types of things. I'll often reflect back on like, how, what got me here? How did I get here? Right. Um, yeah, I've always had a strong desire to help people. Um, I grew up doing martial arts and, you know, getting guidance through that area of my life and seeing what that could do for me, having those, um, those systems in place to, to teach me how to be successful. I wanted to be able to bring that back and, and, and kind of give that forwards to other people in my life as well. So that's kind of what got me into it and what kind of drives me to keep trying to help people in any way that I can. And how long have you been inside of this industry? I know you said you kind of grew up working in martial arts and whatnot, but what made you want to transition into starting to help other people? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've been doing this for over 10 years now. Um, I basically, I became a massage therapist like right out of high school. I went to school and did that. And then shortly after got my personal training certification and started just basically started working and started grinding away, just trying to build a client base and, and help people. And um, just been kind of learning along the way, but yeah, it's it's been over ten years now since I started doing all this. That's great. And inside of those ten years, Kyle, what are some of the main takeaways you've learned? Some of the ups, the downs, the so-sos. Yeah, um, I mean, so many, so many things. Um, but but really, what I've really started to to learn, and what's really helped me, at least you know, fulfill what I'm looking to do, which is help more people is really understanding that it doesn't matter if it's fitness and nutrition, if it's, you know, massage therapy, or, you know, muscle pains, all of these things center around 
your routine, your lifestyle, the daily habits that you build into your lifestyle. And, and it's, it's really about like digging deeper under the surface, right? Like I said, fitness and nutrition, it's great. Yeah, you need to, you know, you need to eat better, you need to be more active, you need to move your body more. But there's if you're struggling to do those things, then there's an underlying reason why. And until we can really start to work on those things, it's going to be really difficult to see long term success. And what's the process of starting to figure that out there? Like you said, there's usually a why behind a reason why you can't start something. Is there like one more common thing that people generally go through that keeps them, it holds them back from achieving their goals or is it different for every single person you meet with? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different for every person. Like I've seen a lot of a wide range of different scenarios that are, you know, holding people back or, or just, you know, people who are struggling to see results in whatever area it is, whether it's you know, in their business, in their relationships, or in their health and their wellness. Um, but one common thing that, you know, you and I talked about was uh, that, that often comes up as people say, you know, I want to start, I have every reason to start and to, you know, to start making this change, but I just can't seem to do it. Like something seems to be, I continually get in my own way is what people always tell me. And, and so that's something that's very common. That seems to be just a massive, massive across the board issue that people struggle with, right? Is that almost self-sabotage or putting up personal barriers, just getting in your own way. So with that self-sabotage, Kyle, is it more of like a mental block? It's something that's caught inside of them internally. Is it something that's kind of related to an event, a traumatizing event in their past? Yeah, you know, it can be many, many things, but I mean, to, to really get into it, I mean, the first thing people have to do is they have to be able to, you know, be willing to reflect first, right? There's a lot of people who know they're getting in their own way, but they're not willing to, they're not in a place yet where they're willing to, to sit down and go like, okay, let's uncover this a little bit. So like, that's, that's the first thing that's most important. And when I sit down with people and I, I start to help them kind of uh, delicately (laughs) unravel those layers a little bit, what we start to see is there's there's three really big things that seem to pop up and that's you know fear doubt and discomfort and those three things seem to be very very common across the board that are getting in people's heads and and holding people back from taking that leap so to speak and inside of those three different categories is there one that's a little more common than the others what holds people back yeah, no, that's a, that's another great question because I think they all kind of um, leak into each other a little bit. Um, like, for example, like I think a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I help a lot of parents, a lot of, you know, moms and dads and, and, you know, just people who have very busy lifestyles, even if they're not parents. And oftentimes people think like they can't put themselves first, like they're struggling to put themselves first. And the, you know, a big reason for that is because they feel like if they start putting themselves first, if they start prioritizing themselves, then it's going to take away from the other things in their life, right? If I start prioritizing my workouts and my nutrition more, that's going to take away from the time I can be on my computer and, you know, running my business, or that's going to take away from the time that I'm able to put into my kids. 
And the truth is, when you really look at it, that you prioritizing yourself as the leader in your life, you're not actually taking away from those things. You're actually adding to those things, right? Um, and, and that's a big thing to realize for people is that you're not actually taking away from the other people and other things in your life by prioritizing you. You're building yourself up so that you can be better for those things. Yeah, I'm a firm believer on that exact same principle. Um, one thing I've always thought about is oftentimes I feel like we're, we get inside our own heads, right? Like you mentioned, we have our own mental blocks. We kind of self-sabotage thinking we're being selfish when we're trying to focus on creating our better selves when we're trying to be more well, when we're trying to figure things out, right? But one example I've heard in the past that I absolutely love is when you get on an airline and they're going through their safety brief, right? They're showing you how to buckle up. They're showing you the proper forms if you get in a crash. One thing they always, always, always mention is when in case of an emergency, if the air masks fall from the ceiling, what are you supposed to do first? You're supposed to apply it to yourself and then you could go around and help people who can't get it on, like your kids, um, elderly people, you know, anyone who can't reach it. But I always found that so interesting. I asked my dad the same question when I was growing up is why on earth would I focus on myself rather than, for instance, if I had kids, why would I not help them first? And he told me it's because we need to make sure we're safe first. So then we have the ability to go out and help other people. And I think that same principle applies. Wouldn't you agree, Kyle? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think that's where the frustration comes in for a lot of people when, because, you know, we know this, like that is the perfect analogy and it has stood the test of time and everybody knows that that's what they're supposed to do. So then people, when they come to me and they're like, why can't I just, you know, apply that principle into my life? Why can't, why am I struggling so much to do this? And a lot of times they're deliberately trying to like, it's an attempt to protect something in their life. And, um, I spoke about this on my podcast and I gave a, an example of, you know, it's a very extreme example, but it's, it's this example of like, when we're deliberately doing something that's harming us, it's protecting something else. And the example that I gave was, you know, that the stove is hot. So if you can imagine that you're looking at a red hot, you know, stove plate, you're looking at this and you're going, I know this is hot and I know this is going to hurt, but then you still touch the stove. So you still deliberately are harming yourself in one way. When I look at my clients and, you know, again, that's an extreme example, but whatever the case might be, I'll look at that and I'll say, well, what did touching that stove, for lack of a better term, what did that give you? Right. Did somebody rush to you to try and give you comfort afterwards? And did that feel good to have that comfort afterwards? you know, like there's always something that we're either trying to protect or something that we're gaining from what we're doing. And when we can start to figure those things out, that can be a really powerful stepping stone to starting to actually create some change. Okay. So you're kind of diving into the background information and figuring out what causes them to get to a certain point almost. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with, um, with self-sabotage in, you know, specifically, like you mentioned something as well of like these things that can be passed down. Well, this, like when we talk about fear, doubt, and discomfort, like these are things that can be passed down from us too, right? When you're looking at the fear of what if I can't be successful? Like what if I start this thing 
and I'm not going to be successful? What if I try to change? What if I try to start meditating and it doesn't work or, or I'm not successful? I'm not able to sustain it. A lot of times those are things that can be passed down to us from our childhood, right? From, and you know, not, not that our parents did a horrible job or anything like that, but these things do get passed down and we do get to a place where we go, you know, maybe I shouldn't take this risk because, uh, you know, I was taught that by, you know, creating change is hard. Like if that's something that you were taught as you were raised, then that's something you're going to carry into your adult life too. And it's going to make those things harder. Absolutely. And going back into that a little bit, is that a lot of commonality you see without your clients? Do you see a lot of people struggling with things that they've dealt with maybe in their younger years because of a parent, uh, a traumatizing event with a friend? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's not always big, massive things that are staring us in the face. Sometimes it's, you know, probably more frequently than not, it's, it's little things that have, that have built up to that, right? It's, it's small feelings or comments that, that were made along the way. Um, but a big part of it, uh, as you mentioned before, is also what we've been telling ourselves for so many years, right? If you've been telling yourself that, you know, for example, a lot of people that I'm working with are, are weight loss clients, people who are looking to lose weight and, you know, in, increase the, the activity level and the nutrition quality in their life. You know, if those people were raised and, and grew up thinking to themselves that, you know, I was, I was overweight as a child and so I'm always going to be overweight and they just start to identify themselves like that or that, you know, change is hard and any of these kind of self, uh, negative self-talk that you can have with yourself, that becomes um, something that you start to believe, right? If you tell yourself this, these things over time, you start to believe them, even if they're not true. So what are some strategies you've applied in your life and with your clients to try and overcome that negative self-talk? What's the next step? I mean, I feel like everyone does it, but how do we start overcoming it? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, there's there's an analogy that um, I work with uh, and host a podcast with uh, my my co-host, Dr. Riley Anderson, and he's a naturopath. And he gave uh, me this analogy this one time that's always stuck with me. And it's this idea of two selves, like we all have these two selves. And you could think of it as like a metaphorical, like a wolf, right? These two wolves that you have and you have the wolf that wants to succeed, the wolf that wants to push past those barriers. And then you have this um, self-sabotaging wolf, right? And, and it really comes down to at the end of the day, which wolf are you feeding the most, right? If you're feeding into the self-sabotaging wolf more, it's going to grow stronger. It's going to be less hungry and it's going to be able to pin down that wolf that wants to succeed, that wants to push forwards and those types of things. So the first thing we have to do is we have to stop and we have to reflect on, you know, which of these two selves have I been feeding the most? Um, and then like we just discussed, like, why, why am I feeding those? That, why am I feeding that self more? Right. And, you know, so it, it really, it, it, the first step always comes down to reflection. And, and that's the hardest part because people have to be willing to reflect because it's not comfortable sometimes to sit back and reflect on these things. So, so step one is reflection right? Understand and reflect, you know, and then from there, like the first thing that I will have my clients do usually is after we've sat down, we've reflected, we've, we've gotten a picture, we take a look at the boundaries that they've set for themselves, 
right? We all know about boundaries with other people, but what boundaries are you setting with yourselves and are you respecting those boundaries, right? Set some rules for yourself on what you're going to allow yourself to do, what you're going to allow yourself to say, how you're going to start talking to yourself. Like if you can set some boundaries and set some rules, and that's a great way to start because people like to have guidelines in their life. That's why fad diets and stuff are so popular because people like to have that structure. They like to have kind of some guardrails up to keep them in line. So set yourself some boundaries, set yourself some rules that you can follow that will more positively reflect what you want out of life. What would some good boundaries be for people who are who are caught in the act of self-sabotage? They're talking negatively. They're not, they don't have the motivation to change. Yeah, I think that the most important thing is that self-talk is like set some boundaries on how you are talking to yourself, right? Change the language that you're using when you talk to yourself. Uh, you know, a very standard example of that is people who say, I'm fat, right? Or people will joke and laugh in their head and say, Haha, yeah, I'm so stupid, right? Oh, that was so stupid of me. I'm so stupid. Like things like that, like... Why are we talking to ourselves? Like if I talk to you like that, you would be like, I'm ending this podcast episode right now. Like I'm not having this guy around me. Right. So, but so but we don't let it like we let ourselves off the hook um, more than we do for other people. So it's like really like that's a, a big boundary to start respecting for yourself if you're really struggling to see change or struggling to make change or or see success in your life. It's like evaluate how are you talking to yourself and start to set some boundaries on things that you're not allowed to say, catch yourself, change that language. You know, when you catch yourself thinking, oh man, I'm, I'm so fat, right? Stop yourself and say, no, I'm not fat, right? I'm just not where I want to be yet, right? And you can change those things, change the questions that you ask yourself instead of asking yourself, why am I so fat? Ask yourself, what do I need to do to get back into shape? That's a much more healthy question, right? It reminds me a lot of the concept of, um, actually, I just talked about this a couple weeks ago on the podcast of a growth mind mindset versus a fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. You could be caught in your way saying this, I am not very smart, or you could have a growth mindset and say, I've been struggling recently studying in this area, but I, if I put in more hours, I'm going to improve. And same concept with fitness, with work, with family life, whatever it is. You could either have the fixed mindset of, I can't do this, I'm not successful, I'm fat, I'm stupid, or you could change it to exactly what you were just saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're 100% right. And, you know, a lot of people struggle with that first step. Like we, we talked about like the first step being reflection and then looking at these boundaries and stuff. A lot of people go, I don't even know where to start, right? Where do I start with this reflection? Well, there's a couple things that you can do to, to start that process. One of my favorite ways is journaling, right? I'll get my clients to journal um, or I, I personally journal all the time, right? It's a way to take all those negative thoughts or even the positive ones that are swirling around your head to grab them, throw them down on a, on a sheet of paper or onto your computer and be able to step back and look at it and go, okay, what does this look like from the outside looking in? If you can gain new perspective on the way that you've been living, um, even through journaling or even through talking to somebody, then then you can change. You can completely change your perspective on it. You can see things differently than you have been. Like it, it's really hard if you're in the storm. It's really hard to grasp what's going on. If you can take a step outside and look at it 
in a different way. I find that's really, really helpful for people. So journaling or talking about it with somebody like a professional or even a friend, if, if, if that's what works best for you. Um, and then you're able to look at it from the outside and then you can start to change it, right? I, I talk a lot to my clients about flipping the script. So you take, let's say you had a, let's say you had a bad day, right? You got all these negative thoughts, negative self-talk going on inside your head. Take it, write it down, look at it and say, how can I change this to be positive? And I will literally go through lines in my journal and I'll say, this sounds really negative. How else can I make this sound? Like, what's another way I could say this that isn't so negative? Um, and I, that's what it comes down to. Like, this this stuff is not easy. There's a reason why people are struggling. Um, so you have to be willing to reflect first and then you have to be willing to put in the practice as well, right? If you want to get better, you have to practice. That That is another thing that has stood the test of time. Absolutely, Kyle. And I really appreciate what you're saying about how a lot of times we either need to journal it out and kind of figure out what's going on. Or another strategy is talking it over with a friend or a therapist or a coach or whoever it may be. And so, Kyle, say given a scenario where a friend walks up to you and starts discussing some of the things they've been going through. They explain how they're entering into the self-sabotage. They can't seem to get over their rut. What can we, if this happens to us, what can we do as a friend to support them? What kind of advice would we give them? Are we just more of a crying shoulder? Yeah, you know, I I think that the the number one thing that you can do as a friend is is listen. And I know that sounds very like, yeah, whatever. Like everybody everybody can talk and listen, but but really oftentimes people get stuck inside their heads, right? And so just being somebody who can listen and and let that person express themselves and then just ask questions where where you feel comfortable asking questions, right? Somebody saying, Hey, you know, I've been, I've been so frustrated. Like I'm trying to lose weight and I just can't seem to get any progress on it. Like uh, it's, it's just, it's really, really putting me in a negative place. Like it could be as simple as, can you tell me more about that frustration level? Can you like, where do you feel that you're struggling the most? You don't have to be an expert to help somebody, right? Oftentimes people just need to feel heard and they need to get those thoughts outside of their head. And then if you want to take it one step further, then, you know, try and be that, that, that flip the script for your friend, right? Hey, instead of thinking of it as, um, you know, a negative thing that you're struggling, is there, is there another way that you, that you, you could look at that? Like what else might that look like for you? Could that struggle actually be something that's teaching you something down the line? Like those types of things, you can try and flip the script for them. You just have to be careful because you, you know, one of the things that, that I pride myself on when I'm working with my clients is, is being able to really get a grasp on how ready are they to go this direction because it can go sideways very quickly if somebody's not ready to talk about something and you're pushing for more, right? How can we see that limit? Where is the boundary on that? You know, I think it's just, you just have to ask, like, you just have to be willing to ask. I will ask my clients, are you okay talking more about this? Right. And they might say, no, I don't want to, you know, this is getting too heavy for today. I don't want to talk about this. Okay. That's fine. And then, you know, from what you told me already, like, what do you think some strategies could be? Like that might be a way that that conversation then turns back. So it's like, okay, let's continue to problem solve, but we don't need to go further. I just ask people, 
Like they'll tell you honestly if they're ready to talk more about that. Can, like, are you willing? Are, are you comfortable telling me more about that frustration? No, I'm not comfortable talking about that today. Okay, great. I know my answer then. Or they'll say, yeah, you know, I've just been, and they'll go deeper into it. Okay, so it sounds like you just got to be very open about it and don't fear if they say yes or no. You just are there for them either way. Yeah, exactly. I'm here for you. Whatever you're comfortable talking about, I'm happy to be here for you. And then if it gets, you know, if it gets beyond what you're comfortable speaking back to them about, right? If you're not comfortable giving them advice on that, then that's where you can step in and say, hey, have you thought about going and seeing um, a counselor or a therapist or a coach on something like this that can really help you through that? That's perfect. And Kyle, I guess just overall, as we kind of close out here today, is there any other last minute advice you would leave to anyone listening on how they can get over their self-sabotage, how they can stop talking negatively and get through these mental blocks and truly find the better version of themselves that they know exists within them? Yeah, you know, the one other thing that that comes up so often is this all or nothing mentality that people get stuck with. Um, I don't know. Are you familiar with the all or nothing mentality? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So this all or nothing mentality, right? In my opinion, it is, um, and I've been there before, um, but in my opinion, it's it's a weak mentality to have. And I'll explain why. Because when we are giving ourselves this, you know, all or nothing, which means, okay, I'm starting this new diet, I'm going to go all in. And the all or nothing mentality kicks in. And what happens is two things. One, you're saying, if I can't be 100% perfect at this, then I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do it. Right. And then what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure in that sense. And we talked about, you know, you're protecting something, you're protecting that, whatever that fear is, you're protecting whatever that doubt might be. You're protecting your comfort levels by self-sabotaging. Well, when you're telling yourself, okay, I'm either going to go all in or it doesn't count. What you're really saying is when I inevitably slip up because I'm a human being and I'm going to make a mistake, when that happens, I'm just going to quit. Like it's just not going to be worth it to me anymore. So you're protecting yourself from those learning curves. And what I really believe in and what I really uh, help people do is, you know, create small habits, take small steps and be okay with small steps at first, right? Um, You have to start with things that you can be successful with. So If you're starting, I'm going to keep using a diet just because I started using that. But if you're starting a diet and and you're like, man, I love carbohydrates and you're saying, okay, this New Year's, this is the new me. I'm going to cut carbs out of my life completely and I'm finally going to lose that weight. If you love carbs, that's going to be really, really difficult thing for you to start. Not saying you won't be successful, but I'm saying that's going to be very, very difficult. What I would prefer seeing somebody do is say, I'm going to, you know, maybe they want to limit their carbohydrates, but like, where can you start where you know that you can see some level of success early on, because then you can use that success to build momentum instead of going like full against the resistance right out of the gate. It's so much harder that way, like build up some momentum, build up some strength and then continue to build from there. What perfect advice is that? Guys, I hope you listened up because if we start implementing these little strategies into our lives, like Kyle was just saying, sometimes it's just the baby steps. 
We need to go one little thing after another and slowly but surely we'll start building up into that better and bigger version of ourselves. And that could be applied to all areas of our lives. Like Kyle mentioned, in dieting and working out in schooling and work, family life, wherever you're seeing those struggles, wherever you have that self-sabotage, that self-doubt, that lack of motivation, the mental blocks, the negative talks, the fears, whatever it is, you can apply these simple little strategies. Kyle, I want to thank you so much for hopping on today's episode. I guarantee the listeners learned something today. Um, would you like to mention any anything about your podcast, about your business, so people could go check you out? Uh, yeah, no, thank you for having me on again. Thanks for sharing your platform with me. I love uh, I love engaging with fellow podcasters. Yeah, no, I was just uh, you know if you're if this resonated with you in any way, um, then please check out uh, our podcast as well. It's the Wellness Dojo Podcast. Uh, it's on all platforms, and um, yeah, we'd love to to have your feedback and and see if you if you were able to take some value from hopefully from this episode and then even from some of our other episodes as well. Perfect. Perfect. You heard the man guys, everybody go out and check out his podcast, the wellness dojo on all platforms. Also, if anything in today's episode touched you in any way, feel free to leave us a good review or share this episode with somebody that you know could benefit from hearing it guys. Thank you so much. And just remember, it'll all be okay. Just take a step back and stop self-sabotaging.